Hello. Hello. Hello, friends. Uh, we're going to do a quick sound check here to make sure that this screen is working properly. I am talking now. Is my voice coming through? Can we get a thumbs up, Haley, if uh, if it's working? Okay. John? Hello, one, two, three, four. My name is John. Okay. Good enough. Boots? Nope. Are you messing Boots with Boots is muted. Boots is muted. Oh. <laughs> and she was singing the Meow Mix song just to herself then. So yeah. uh, I could not that, tell if uh, you did that as a joke. <laughs> Kaylee? <laughs> Can you talk? Speak, Kaylee. Speak. Uh, testing. <laughs> I forgot I was involved. <laughs> Loud and clear. I work. Okay, Ryan. Hello, it's me on the internet again. Good evening. It's February 22nd, 2023. Amara? It is absolutely February 22nd, 2023, which makes it the one-year anniversary good. of Tuesday. All good. You got the music coming through too, Haley? Yep. Okay. All is good. Hello, friends on the internet. We're back. Our hiatus is over, and the Cthulhu Files has returned. Um, last session, we completed the prologue of our story as we finished up our case file number five, Pandora's Box. And tonight, uh, we inch toward the beginning of the meat of our story. Uh, the classic Chaosium Incorporated um, scenario known as Masks of Nyarlathotep. This uh, scenario is widely regarded as not only uh, the greatest Call of Cthulhu scenario, but possibly one of the greatest um, RPG scenarios ever written. Mm. It is classically known as a meat grinder and a character killer um, people are uh, recommended to come into this game with several backup characters uh, in mind however we are playing pulp cthulhu which makes you guys just a little bit tougher so hopefully you'll last a few sessions at least but maybe you know think up an idea for a replacement character somewhere along the rich boys on the back burner is what you're saying you never know you never know what can happen so i'm ready to die <laughs> i gave a listen to the last session and boots lydia boots was just like just shoot me just kill her I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. it's fine it's fine <laughs> we've arrived you know in times of panic i i resolved to come at me bro so you know. i love that your okay. your fight is actually the ultimate flight. <laughs> uh, the ultimate flight. Yes. So last In the arms session, of angels. Um, Amara wasn't able to be with us. So consequently, um, Dolores had one of his little time travel snaps. As um, I believe it was Michael and uh, Elaine uh, were talking to the, uh, the the crew members on on the docks trying to get their luggage back. Um Rocco, Lydia, and Dolores waited behind, and Dolores vanished in a swirl of blue energy. Um, so this recap is 
uh, a game recap and uh, to fill you in, Amara, on what happened last time. Awesome. I'll pay extra attention. <laughs> so uh, after all the stuff on the docks happened, um, the gang went and everybody feel free to jump in um, if I miss anything or misinterpret anything. The gang went to uh, the Stumbling Tiger Bar eventually, uh, where you were supposed to meet up with your dates from the Navy. They weren't there, however. They had been thrown up out after a bar brawl. But the bartender there, um, a big Chinese fellow with a thick Scottish accent named Fergus Chum, uh, colloquially known as McChum, uh, was quite friendly with you all. And after some discussion, uh, it turned out that he knew of someone who claimed to be in possession of Pandora's box. He had a contact for them, so he called them up and arranged for the group to meet them in a warehouse along the docks. Uh, so uh, after some time, you, you went to the warehouse. And before entering, Elaine did her little heat scan of the bottom floor of the building, uh, discovered a, a crew of rats on the other side, and Rocco was finally able to connect with them um, mentally, and he organized six of them into a little rat union. And um, they ended up joining the group. One of them um, was quite fond of Lydia, and the feeling was mutual, and the other five um, curled up Rocco's pants. <laughs> Man, a lot happened last session. I was sat here like, why can't I remember last session? <laughs> This explains everything. This right. uh, so the group uh, ended up going upstairs, at which point Michael took note of a room down a hallway um, where he saw Dolores. Dolores, if you recall, you had a time travel incident um, back on the ship. Mm -hmm. And you were transported to a room in sort of a, a hovel. Um, it was a very strange place. It smelled strange. And there were figures in the room around you that started to rise up and groan. And as that happened, you snapped back to the present. Um, well, this is where you went to. And Michael spotted you right before you disappeared in that room. Anytime you have a time travel incident, um, where you go and what happens there is going to be a little puzzle piece from the future or the past that could tie into things. So Let me know if you guys get really confused and I'll stay home. So keep note of what I tell you. And I will tell you briefly in a little bit here what happened last session when you stepped out. So anyway, you were led to a room upstairs in this warehouse, which it turns out was an opium den. Um, and the door opened where you were going to meet your contact who supposedly was the person in possession of Pandora's box. And it turned out to be Armand de Soto, the... Cuban gigolo sleazy kind of guy from the nightclub that was hitting on all of you. Um, he went through an explanation of how the box was stolen, but he ended up um, finding out who took it and they met up and he ended up in possession of the box. So he offered to sell it to you all. And Anna Mae was along and she said that she had permission from the professor to acquire the box almost no matter what it cost. She ended up offering $1.5 million um, for the box. That's a lot of money. Especially in 1933. Yeah. Um, Armand ended up accepting the offer. Um, he said that you should wire him the million 
and then he would have a contact to meet you at a location. You should bring the other 500,000 in cash and you would get the box. So all of that happened. You went to the location, which was um, a boarded up pawn shop in the city where something mysterious had happened. The newspapers reported it as an explosion, but um, it may or may not have been some sort of eldritch creature. Um, the box supposedly had been opened in that location at one time. Um, inside you found um, Armand's contact along with the box. The money was transferred, the box was unveiled, and it was decided that in order to determine whether this artifact was real or not, it needed to be opened. So the group sort of puzzled out the best way um, to unlatch the latches. The thing was covered with with different latches that had different runes engraved on them. And so the runes were interpreted and the order of opening latches was, uh, was decided upon. And uh, as they were being opened, Elaine gave, Anime was the one opening them. Elaine gave Anime her potion, which allows you to um, determine what your next action uh, would likely result in. That was never used, however. So you've got that potion back. Mm -hmm. And Lydia gave Anime a uh, charm that she had created, which allowed her, allows a, uh, a dodge action, a bonus on a dodge action, just in case. Just before the last latch was opened, a man burst in from the front of the, uh, of the storefront. Um, it was an Indian gentleman, um, very well-dressed, good-looking guy, uh, pointed a gun and told you all to get away from Anime. Anime stepped back, drew a revolver, pointed it at Rocco, and um, told uh, all of you to drop your weapons. Nobody seemed ready to comply. Uh, so, what had someone took a shot? Did Michael take a shot at that point? I think Michael took a shot at Anime. Anime dove to get out of the way. Oh, no, no, no. Anime said if you didn't comply, she would shoot Rocco. You all sort of hemmed and hawed, so she shot Rocco. Michael shot at her. Anime dove. Lydia jumped on Anime. Um, Rocco sent his rats onto Anime. Chaos ensued. Um, anime's face changed, and it turned out that she was actually Lance Malone, who was John's character for several case files early on and this was him yeah um so he shot lydia and then um michael ended up delivering the killing blow shooting lance in between the eyes uh john's first ever how do you want to do this and he got to kill his own character That's so um badass. your character you didn't even know and you were in drag this is amazing. So, um, the fellow who had burst in and said to get away from her, turned out his name was Ronvir Turnbull. He's an associate of Professor Finch's, and he is a member of the Mammoth organization. So, he was intended to be your contact in Shanghai when you got there. However, Lance Malone, previously, before you even started playing, Amar, um, had stayed with the group until they got to the Mammoth headquarters. At that point, Lance... Um, planted an arcane gate on the site 
ended up shooting Rocco then as well and uh, disappeared. Well, this gate that he planted allowed cultists, he was, he was a member of a cult, um, to infiltrate the organization. And Turnbull tells all of you that um, everybody at Mammoth headquarters was murdered, but the professor was taken hostage and was missing. He was kidnapped. Uh, it turned out that Lance Malone, AKA anime friend, um, had used information to get to Shanghai before you all appeared as your contact. Um, when Elaine spoke with the professor on the phone, that was actually Lance Malone. Uh, he had hired the green gang to accost you all in the street to try to get, uh, Lydia and Elaine's bags away from them. Um, all sorts of bad stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Little bastard. But Ronvir Turnbull um, told you that uh, the Mammoth organization was decimated. Uh, it was no more. But um, he needed you to, 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 do, to do more still as a group. So he would get back in touch with you. And at that point, um, he arranged to secure the box and Rocco and Lydia were taken to the hospital. This was, uh, this was two days before Christmas, December 1933. So uh, Lydia and Rocco ended up spending about a month in the hospital. They were there through Christmas. They were there through New Year's. Um, and uh, they arranged to, to have them together in a room as they convalesced uh, after their, their bullets were removed. So um, let's join them now as the, uh, as the group comes to visit them at the hospital sometime around New Year's 1934. Rocco can be seen uh, sitting in his bed with his, his head seemingly in his hands, but on the other side, he's got one rat and he's covering it with his knee and his elbow. And he's just kind of looking down at it and he looks just rather forlornly, but he's just kind of looking at him. That's Lydia. Muted. Great question. Um, She's probably, I don't know, does she still have her rat friend or did they <laughs> heck off? It seems unlikely that the rat would have made it all the way to the hospital. Maybe, well, maybe I mean, not, the, I don't know. The rat could have stayed with the group and they could have brought the rats to visit at some point. I, I don't know. That's up to all of you. I'm sure it can be done. I don't know. wouldn't have been. Your rat. I don't know how many people knew about the rat, though. So, um, Everybody knew about the rats, right? I don't know if anybody knew that we were companions, um, but we do know. We do I know. know. That um, Rocco had had told one of the rats to go with you, I believe. Mm -hmm. Somehow it ended yeah, up okay. with you. Then it would have been in my bag that went with me to the hospital, or like in one of my pockets or something. So she's probably just chilling with it, like secretly. Secret. Like maybe it's, you know. If she's if she's either in the hospital bed or just like in the room, she's got it concealed in some way and is just kind of like thinking about life. 
and uh, all the things that have transpired in the past 24 hours slash like three months. So that's probably so you're together about as much in a room, got. but you're each just sort of in your own little world. I think so. It's been, you know, rat friends are a good time to reflect. It's been like what on your it's life choices. <laughs> Ten days since the whole incident. Yeah, it's been about a week or two. Yeah, I forget where Lydia was shot too. Lydia was shot in the upper chest. Yeah, so she's probably still pretty stiff from that. If it's only been a week, the hole is still there. So she's probably a little subdued, a little like just intent, content to be like sedated. I would think you'd be on morphine or something for that. Yeah, yeah. So would you say that? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, probably just like stoned out of my mind and just petting the rat. <laughs> Gotta pet the rat. That makes sense. Uh, would would we say that where Rocco got shot in the shoulder was the place that Lance had shot him before? I think Lance would have <gasps> probably... I think Lance shot you in the back, though. Okay, good. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say. All so right. the first one went time this way and one went that way. Same spot, though. Yeah. You have double exit wounds. At least he can't shoot you a third time now. <laughs> which, that which to, to, to you that, say that thought, now. yeah, Rocco looks to Lydia. Lydia, I can't. I don't know about this anymore. I thought that guy was dead. I thought he was gone. He shot me again. Rocco, I don't know what, Rocco, I don't know what to do. Rocco, it's okay. It's okay. He's dead now. I don't he's know. Dead now, he's dead sure. or not. He was anime friend, and then he oh, wasn't oh, dead oh. at all. Lydia gets up then and like walks over to Rocco. No, no, no. Stay, like, stay in your bed. Stay in your bed. I have the lieutenant. Lieutenant's fine with me. Oh, lieutenant. really hard. Lieutenant's with me. He's fine. Buddy. She's like limping over with like her little morphine drip thing. No, no, She's no. Like, you need hey. to sit back down. Uh, this is really I'm hard right. for me to I'm take. Right. I lost my I'm gun right. and I got shot without it. It's not fair. I could have got him. I know. I know. I know. Do you, are you on also morphine or are you we need to turn yours up there my friend no they've been giving me drops i'm fine i've been taking my morphine drops they hurt so bad when i okay. don't have All my right. drops buddy buddy hey 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 yeah you're gonna be okay you're uh-huh. gonna be okay okay yeah and I'm, I'm like talking to the rat next to me i'm like go over to him like the two of you need to like sit on his head or something like Rat like runs over and tries to provide support oh, to you and the lieutenant. Rats. Is the lieutenant the, real. Uh, the original rat from the lifeboat? Yes. yes. Do Adorable. You, do you have the other five rats in the room with you as well? Or no, I think I just have lieutenant. I think I dispersed the other one and I just kept lieutenant with me. Okay. At that moment, um, Dolores, Elaine, and Michael arrive to visit you. Hello, everyone. Oh, oh hey, you guys. Sedated. Uh, hey. How are you feeling? <laughs> Not great. If you see that motherfucking Lance Malone again, you kill him first. You understand me? You kill him. Good. I don't know if he's dead or not. He can't be. He's still alive out there somewhere. No, I don't know what to do. We'll so I just kind of like out of him. It's okay. We. Can you please turn up Rocco's morphine, please? It's a little overwhelming. I don't think in they here. had drips back then. We for sure saw like Lance very viscerally killed, right? 
You blew his brains out the back of his or the top of his head, yeah. Good shit. Anyway, we're fine, mostly. Rocco's kind of taking it hard because he got murdered by someone who murdered him before or something. I'm not. I didn't die. He I'm... just keeps shooting me. He's going to get oh, me eventually. Okay. Oh, I like okay. slide over and I sit on the edge of Rocco's bed and I just kind of like put my arm around him and I pull him in, lay your head on uh, him, uh, just like uh, sob uh, as much uh, as you uh, need. Uh, oh boy. Stroke in the back of his head. Like, this is terrible. It's really not great. I don't like this at all. I don't like him for you. Just look at Lieutenant. He's here. He made it through with you. You're both alive. Hey, If hey. we see him again, we'll kill him. I didn't even know who he was. Dolores, Frankie's my friend, okay? He talks to me only, but he's fine, okay? This is my Lieutenant. It's fine. Um, God, he's okay. He's okay. He's with me, but don't tell. Michael looked at me real funny one night, and I don't know if he likes him, so don't let him know. Okay, I won't. I won't say a thing to Michael. Okay. Poor, poor fella. And he is stoned. Yeah, he is. So you just said that right in front of Michael. Don't tell Michael. Yep. Yes. <laughs> It doesn't matter. They're giving him, but they need to give him stronger ones. Ancient Chinese medicines can't stop me from feeling pain in my head. It's emotional pain. It is a lot of trauma, and I don't know how to process it very well. I have not been given a lot of tools for this. Well, in another world, I know a therapist, but we'll get you there. A therapist. There were therapists back then. Of course. I know I from know the history of helping. Rocco may not Anybody know what like a... is. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's somebody that you talk to and they help you through emotional pain, like a feelings doctor. Yeah, I need a feelings doctor. They just keep touching my bullet wound. <laughs> oh, poor thing. We'll get you a feelings doctor as soon as we can. Okay. To I be know fair, they, they should be dealing with the bullet wound. <laughs> You're right, Michael. It just hurts, and I got a lot of the pain that the drugs and the and the new gauze are not helping with. I just feel so bad for you, <laughs> Lydia. How are you doing, sweetheart? I think I'm doing better than Rocco since. Uh... I don't know. Maybe the drugs are stronger. I have less emotional trauma. So I feel for him. I've been trying it to... It was only the first time you were shot by him, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That's only the first time I've been shot by that particular gentleman. So, you know, I've got a only one bullet hole instead of two from the same person, yeah. which I think yeah. is contributing to my handling of the situation. Well, you're also smaller and probably are a little more sensitive to the drugs and that could be very possible but You're um very how are things outside well I like looking at my sanity what's going on outside like how are things how are you i haven't seen y'all in ages i've just been here trying to keep rocco from exploding a little bit when he's not Sorry, under we didn't get to you sooner 
not your fault. Not your fault. You guys been, I mean, I presume you got the bad guys. I kind of passed out after a while. So, you know. I believe that's how it went. Is everybody else okay? Yeah. Was yeah. I there for the bad guy fight? I feel like I was. <coughs> no. Excuse me. <coughs> you were not. In fact, oh. while you were gone, <coughs> when you disappeared from the docks, you emerged from the ether in a stand of trees. It was warm. And there was a warm wind blowing. You were on some sort of a rise. And above you, through the canopy, you could see very clearly uh, the vast array of stars in the night sky. It was not obstructed by any city lights. Off in the distance, a tall black mountain rose on the horizon. And your attention was drawn to the valley below this rise. You made out what looked like a number of tents set up and um, some oil lamps and, and some fires burning. And as you surveyed the scene, you began to hear uh, what at first sounded like the howling of dogs, wolves. It, it rose into some sort of a hyena-like cackle. And from the field off toward the mountain, dark shapes began moving through this valley and the howls arose and you heard commotion in the campsite below and then you began to see little pinpricks of light as the distant pops of gunfire began to reach you and the dark shapes you you couldn't identify them you weren't sure if they looked like anything you'd ever seen before charged across the field into this camp and began to overrun the camp. And absolute chaos began to reign in the field below you. Um, tents were destroyed. The guns kept going off. The screams of people began to rise uh, along with the inhuman howls of whatever these creatures were. And as you watched, you saw two figures depart from the backside of the camp away from the mayhem. The lights of the vehicle started up. The headlights dimly sort of moving off in the opposite direction of the mountain, away from the camp. And as the sound began to grow louder, and it seemed like this horde of whatever these creatures were, were starting to ne near the base of the rise where you stood in a stand of trees. A familiar nausea hit you and pinpricks of blue light began to swirl before your eyes and you vanished from there and you had reappeared with your friends after they had gotten back to the hotel. So you missed uh, the entire fight with Lance Malone. You weren't there for any of that, but you saw some things on your own though. so I'm assuming I've recounted this story to um, Michael and Elaine and so now that we're with Rocco and Lydia it's a little more comfortable for me to like 
tell. I just kind of like still have my arm around Rocco, who I assume is still like quietly weeping. Um, I just kind of explain what I saw when I got back. I'm like, you know, I wasn't there for the fight. I saw some things happen. Would I have recognized the sound of that vehicle or did it sound newer? I want to know the what vehicle? time period. Yeah. Was I still in like the the pulp era time period or would it be future or past? Um Let's have you make That should be a mechanical repair roll. Okay. Oh. Hard success. Four out of ten? That's insane. <laughs> good roll. Good for me. That's a good roll. That's a real good roll. Um <laughs> it was a modern era vehicle. Um obviously. It was equipped to be driven through the brush. You didn't see any roads where you were. Um, like a four-wheeler then? Yeah, probably like, I mean, like a Jeep-type vehicle. There wouldn't have been okay. Jeeps. But I don't know, Land Rover. I'm not sure what would have existed then. But um, it wasn't, like it wasn't a Model T or anything. Mm -hmm. It was certainly something probably... And it wasn't anything terribly futuristic. Oh, so like contemporary to us. So contemporary to you at the time. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, I just kind of describe what happened again. And I wait for y'all two to recount. Anything that's like worth mentioning, I guess. Rocco, do you, does your mood perk up at all at the mention of a vehicle? Did you know what kind of car it was that you saw in the dream? Actually, I don't exactly, but I'll describe it to you and maybe you can tell me because you're the guy who knows things. Yeah, yeah, I, I would like that. Yeah, tell me what's the interior like? Um, I need dashboard placements, uh, wheel angle orientation. I didn't get that much information, but I can tell you that it was equipped to drive through the woods. Oh, that sounds really nice. It was real neat. Um, oh, but I that don't know. sounds neat. Oh, I yeah. didn't get close enough to know, like, do you know what kind of cars would drive through the woods? Oh, there's some big, you can, I mean, anything could really drive through the woods if you put big enough tires on it. But generally, there's some, you know, it wouldn't have tracks on it, but it would probably have some big enough wheels to do the job. I mean... I've seen some army jeeps around. They do. They look like they go through the woods. So maybe. Yeah, it's it a... was like that. It was like one oh. of those. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know what that is. Yeah. Would uh, Would Rocco perhaps ask Dolores to um, imitate the sound of the engine? I would. I, Dolores, hit me, hit me with your your best. Like I would go see her, and then like try and find where the register is for that car. Room. Room, room, uh, room. That sounds real, <laughs> real familiar. Real familiar indeed. Uh, is there any way I can I can use this information like to figure a... out what kind of car it was? Room. Oh, give, so... me a, give me a drive roll, Rocco. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's coming all coming all back to me now. Yeah, I, I got this. 
Yeah, that is successful. It was probably a mid 1920s Land Rover, um, <laughs> most likely equipped for use in someplace in Africa, perhaps. Yeah, it was probably a Land Rover overseas via or overland vehicle that they normally have on their traverse in the African plains. That sounds about what it was. Yeah, that was really good. That I I caught that right off the bat. You you do, Franklin. You got the talent. You gotta you gotta keep that. I'll do keep, my best. The the talkies are coming, and they're gonna need people to make car sound effects because they won't have microphones for it. And you're gonna be the one. You could be on radio. You know that. <laughs> Got a voice for radio? You definitely do. You could be all the automotives, I think. You're gonna be a Foley. I sure am. As you're having this discussion, the door opens and Ronvir Turnbull comes in, still well dressed in a sharp suit. Um, he says, uh, "I'm. It's good to find you all here. I'm. 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 I'm glad that you're uh, reconnecting." Um, I hope that I'm not interrupting anything. Uh, I, I was hoping to speak with all of you. This is the guy who had burst into the pawn shop yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. warned them about anime. Now, he has told you all that he has worked with a professor. He was meant to be your contact from the Mammoth Organization. Well, I wasn't there for that part, right? No, so, I would assume they would have told you about him. Yeah, okay, you weren't cool. there at the moment, but... It's been months, right? It's been what's well, been, been like ten months. days, two weeks or so. Oh, okay, it hasn't um, been okay. No, but it's it's a safe assumption that he may have spoken with you all once or twice since then. He's he's wanted to keep in contact okay. with okay. you because as he long has as... a further plan. Like I know who he is, but Dolores would have been curious. Is what I was getting at. But if mm -hmm. if Dolores knows, then we. Could... I think Dolores has met him at this point as well. But... What is that whistle? Oh, that was my furnace. Yeah. Oh. Are we in the same city, or did we move? You're still in Shanghai. Okay. We're just at a hospital in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. Should we move hotels in case this bitch comes back from the dead? <laughs> Certainly. I mean, that's up to you. But at the moment, um, you're in the hospital. Well, I think that y'all see we're probably going to stay in the hospital for a hot minute more. Yeah, I, I, I do think that, like, once we once we put together that, like, because those are where we were staying was probably put together with at least, like, Lance had information on that, right? So I think Michael would have been like, we should probably move. Because even if, like, we killed Lance, there's no guarantee that there's not other agents in the field right and they would have a, a lot of free information if we just kept staying at that hotel potentially right so mm -hmm. so it's safe to assume that you've already changed hotels mm -hmm. that's fine good idea though so is this a good time for us to speak uh, good as any I suppose actually no I'll be right back okay <laughs> Just gotta go find out if it was a Land Rover or not. Or he, excuse me. Rocco, Ninja you know, dust. I, trust, I trust you are recuperating well. You're getting good care here. Yeah, I'm still, yes, yes. Everyone has been great. I am loopy, but 
cogent. Which I think yep. is the best we can hope for. I just named an over overland vehicle from Africa Land Rover, and I think the drugs are holding tight. I think. I'm feeling better than I was. Well, that is why the professor had such high regard for you, I'm sure. Yes, it is my technical talents and my ability to drive good. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Elaine's been quiet. Indeed. She's not thinking about inventions. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think Elaine is probably awkward at hospitals and doesn't really know what to say as well. Um and Francois seems so ready to, you know, dote on them and make them feel comfortable and like we were here to support them that she kind of just took a step back. And I think she's likely been spending the last week or so coping with the stress of her friends being in the hospital by um, trying to, you know. Well, while we wait for Dolores to get back, not to add to your stress, but uh, it's safe to say that you've probably perused newspapers um, from time to time. And um, it just occurred to me that there is an article that you came across uh, mm-hmm. that... Elaine specifically or may everybody? Have affected you. All of you, but certainly Elaine as well. I'm going to share that with you here. Okie dokie. And... Okie dokie. Artichoke. Perhaps uh, someone could read the article for me. I would love to. Oh. American businessman found murdered. The body of American financier. Financier. Thank you. I wasn't sure if I should make it do that at the end. Um, Charles Astor of New York City was discovered this morning in an alley near the warehouse district. Covered with refuse and partially devoured by vermin, Mr. Astor was apparently stabbed to death with a large bladed implement, possibly a hunting knife. Police reported that Mr. Astor was most likely the victim of a robbery gone wrong, though his wallet and jewelry were not taken. Mr. Astor had recently arrived in Shanghai after sailing from San Francisco, California, on the ill-fated SS President Coolidge of the Dollar Line Cruise Company. It is reported that his son James, aged 25 years, and a family manservant both tragically died aboard the cruise ship before it was abandoned due to unknown difficulties. Astor's daughter, Elizabeth Ann, aged 19 years, who came ashore with him via lifeboat, is reported as missing? So perhaps that has added to Elaine's mood. Um, What did we do with the box? How dare you, Lee? <laughs> the, the, the box was taken by... Oh, we lost Amar. Hopefully she'll be back. She actually dropped. Um, the box The box was taken by Ron Veer Turnbull. Unsecured. You're, you're welcome. Did you want to ask him about it? No, no. I just sort of was wondering where it was in relationship to 10 days later. Okay. Uh, yeah, he made sure that it was secured and... Um, Uh, locked away. Sorry, I gotta add Amara back in here. Sorry about that. That's okay. We can hear you. We just can't see you. Well, I'm important, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
By the way, Lydia, I thought I should tell you that um, while you were recovering in the hospital, I came across an article that Elizabeth Ann is missing. What? No. Yeah. We tried so hard with that girl. I don't... Uh, I don't suppose you found out anything else. Yeah, they found uh, Charles Astor's body and they oh found um, James <sighs> and a family manservant were uh, also... Well, they died on board the ship. And we knew that? The... Yes. Okay, sorry. The, when the hunting horror attacked at the... Uh, the uh, yeah, we were there for that. The That's end right. of the cruise. I remember ball. that now. Okay. Yeah, they were crushed on one. Oh creature. boy. Um, did she? Where? Oh God, I don't even remember anything. Before the the boat dipping over, did we? Did she have someone by the end of that? I don't even remember. I mean, if oh, well, I can't think about this right now. No, focus on healing. I just wanted just to gonna let sit you know. here and pet my little friend. Who? Oh, oh, you know we we haven't we haven't decided on a name yet. Are you pregnant? She like <laughs> she like lifts up her hair. Or something. Rocco's friend. It's spreading. What's spreading? I don't know what you're talking about. Just because about. you hate fun doesn't mean there's anything wrong with having a little pet. I'm not the only one. We're just we're just you know assembling agents. For... No I don't know about that. that statement. There was just merely stating a fact. Malice. There was malice. Lydia just kind of looks at him like <laughs> the rat is also like incredulous. Yeah. Perhaps this is n not a good time to speak with all of you. You, you're having issues I mean, with one another. You're, Should I come back? You're already here. No, this is how it is all the time, or at least is my most recent memory. Anyone's welcome to contradict me, but in the meantime, what what's what's up, Doc? Very good. Well, as I as I mentioned to you before, uh, the mammoth organization is is decimated by the the doings of this cult and. I'm afraid that uh, its resources will not be easily uh, accessible to you going forward. Hmm. But I do need to ask uh, some help from you. I have an associate, a friend of the organization. He was never a member, but he has come across some information that I believe a team with your abilities are well suited um, to help investigate. Okay. I received I received uh, this from him uh, recently. It has been run in uh, a number of uh, newspapers. If someone wouldn't mind uh, reading that for me. Those guys. Uh, search for the ancient pyramid in Peru. Explorer plans expedition to discover site of lost civilization, Lima, Peru. Explorer, Augustus Larkin, is planning an expedition to the southern highlands of Peru, where he hopes to identify the site of a pyramid long forgotten by history. 
Following the discovery of a number of gold artifacts in the region, Larkin believes that he has found evidence that he will lead them to their source. He is currently in Lima, planning an expedition, and is recruiting companions and possible backers. Hmm. That sounds like fun. So my associate forwarded this mean... uh, to me. And he is going to be joining the expedition, and uh, I took the liberty of assuming that you would accept the invitation to do so as well. Uh, he believes mm. that artifacts may be connected to this expedition, which uh, we might be need. in our purview. Indeed, indeed. Hmm. Well, after this hole's healed up on here, I'm I'm here. Well, the expedition okay. is, is apparently set uh, for mid-March, so that gives you some time to heal, uh, to prepare, okay. and uh, to travel there. It's, uh, it will take mm, anywhere from three to four weeks, probably, for you to reach Peru. Uh, I'm afraid uh, that the journey will necessarily be mostly by boat. Uh, I know that you've... Oh, good, more boats. Don't tell yes, Rocco. Yes, he doesn't. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but it's we'll see what, what sort of travel arrangements we can come up with to to lessen the uh, discomfort. Um, my contact is someone that you you may have heard of. Uh, his name is Jackson Elias, and uh, Lydia, you most certainly have heard of him. Uh, if everyone else wants to see if they've heard of him, you can make an education roll. Where is my character sheet? There it is. Hard success. Hard success. 23 out of 70. 30 out of 90. Well, mine's still a better roll. I, rolled I wasn't. I wasn't bragging. I was just going. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, Dolores has not heard of him. Rocco, you're not even gonna. Were you gonna see if you've heard of him or? I'm not exactly all here at the moment, but I can try. <laughs> it's up to you, buddy. Uh, sure. Yeah. What What do I need to do to tap into this knowledge? Just make an education roll. Okay. Thinking, thinking. Mm. God damn it. I really wanted you to fail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait a second. Wait. A oh, I remember now. I remember you. Everyone yeah. except Dolores uh, has knowledge of Jackson Elias. Uh, Jackson Elias is a writer. Um, he is a uh, an American writer. He's originally from Connecticut. But he... Um, has written a number of books um, largely about uh, death cults around the world. Um, he is a skeptic of supernatural matters. Um, he um, investigates death cults and um, sort of uh, explains how the supernatural elements connected to them um, are very often... Uh, just man-made doings. So very generalist. Very what? 
like journalist? Yes, yes, very much. Um, he's a prolific writer, though. He's written a number of books. And uh, you know, you've seen uh, his photo on the book cover, um, the book jackets. Um, I would describe him as uh, if Idris Elba played Indiana Jones. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jackson, Elias. Jackson yeah. Elias is a very good looking man. How could I forget that face? Yes, indeed he is. Yeah, he is. And uh, let me see here. Is he a real will... person? No. Oh. I will hot. post Idris Elba. Is Idris Elba hot? Yeah, does he have a brother? Um, does, does he what? What? what did you say? To... I just said, does he have a brother? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm finding a list of uh, his book titles here that I will post in Roll20 for you. While you do that. <clears throat> yeah. So, not, actually, never mind. I'm going to wait to have this conversation. Okay. Here we go. When, what's his face is not around. What's his name again? I need to write it down. A uh, Ronveer Ron Turnbull. Veer. People call him, just call him Turnbull. Oh no, I wrote that word. Now it says tumble. There you go. So I posted in Roll20 uh, a number of Jackson's books. Oh gosh. Wow. Prolific. Did you make these all up, Lee? Still cool. I wish I could take credit. Oh, is it E L I A S? That's how you spell it. Mm -hmm. Jackson uh, Elias. I was thinking it was spelled like alias. Not oh, okay. With an E. So, as I said, he's not a uh, a member of the organization, but he's a friend. Um, and. Uh, he could certainly use your assistance in this endeavor. As oh my gosh, well, I'm very familiar with his work. It's, oh, excellent. She's kind of like looking at the other folks. Like he is very um, well respected in some of the more esoteric uh, literary he, circles. He's not a believer, though, as far as his public published work goes, though, right? No, he seems to not like it. I don't remember. I never read any of his well, writings. I just remember he has a nice face. I'm I'm asking this to Ronvir. That is correct. He is uh, a skeptic, but he has long been a friend of the professor's, uh, and of mine as well. Uh, the professor has done his best to um, sway Jackson, uh, given uh, much of the knowledge that the professor has. But uh, he is a rather. Um, Stoic skeptic in the matter, yes. Mm -hmm. He's always managed to uncover uh, more mundane reasons for many of the, the beliefs that exist. As I think we all know, they often try to disguise themselves. Um, it can mm -hmm. be difficult. Yeah, uh, I've I've read some of the works too just from in some of my old investigations and from what i've read of his work it's good 
Excellent. But I would assume that Lydia has as well, given that she's done quite a bit of cult. She's uh, like nodding verdantly because she's still kind of high. Okay. <laughs> How do we know we can trust this individual? I understand your questions, uh, given what you've been through and the number of deceptions you've had to endure in the time that you've been working for the professor, but I would leave that up to your devices to determine whether he's legitimately who he says he is. Um, I know that we can trust him. Of course, you hardly know me at all, do you? Well, the last person we were told to trust ended up shooting my friend here, so... I understand. Um, <laughs> what evidence no. would you have me give? Is it possible for us word? to do this mission without his help? I'm afraid he's already there. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you undertake the task and meet him and feel that it is not in your interest to continue, I would certainly understand that. I can't force you to do anything. You don't technically work for the organization any longer. Will we be paid for this work? I'm afraid uh, the resources that the professor had um, are as inaccessible as he is mm -hmm. at the present. It's my understanding that this explorer, this Augustus Larkin, um, is offering not only uh, the uh, finding of the pyramid for historical reasons, but uh, there is said to be a, a good bit of treasure involved as well, I believe. Well, said to be is a lot is pretty far from confirmed. Indeed. I mean, how would we get there without um, the professor's resources? We can get you there. We can get you there, but okay. by and large, your day-to-day -day operations are going to be on your own. Right, right. So we're not broke. Don't forget. Fair. Your your concern that there may be some worrying, some elements at this pyramid. Yes. Do we have? more than that to go off of something we should be looking out for specifically there are as i'm sure you're aware machinations taking place throughout the world <laughs> at present the there are always machinations taking place if you're trying the, to present a sense of ominousness have you looked around the the frequency and uh, the intrusiveness into everyday society has increased. 
they are ramping up. Um, oh, just now then. Things are getting worse. And we believe there are connections here. Lydia's probably starting to giggle at the same rate that Rocco was weeping. <laughs> I don't know what else I can offer you in the way of information as far as that goes. Are you seeing specifics as to what we think may be revealed in this well, expedition? I'm just... I just... You, you have to... Uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I just... You know that there's something, but you don't know what it might be. I am admittedly trusting the word of Jackson Elias on this. Mm -hmm. His communication with me was necessarily um, brief and lacking in thorough information uh, because of <laughs> the possibility of interception uh, I'm, I'm trusting him that things are connected he wasn't able to tell me a great deal more <laughs> it's at this point that Lydia is just a little do you we know. think it's the same do we think it's the same cult or a different cult, or do we not know? Who may be intervening? We think that... Yes. We think that these various seemingly unconnected cults are not coming together so much as have always been connected. I assume at this point, given what you've been through, you're aware of the garden known as Neolathotep. Unfortunately. Oh, hi! This web of cult activity, we believe, has him at its center as the spider. And we believe what you have been through, even what has happened here in Shanghai, is connected. If you're not careful with how you choose your words, sir, saying it's all connected could get you committed in the wrong places. Uh, don't ask me how I know. <laughs> you forgive my uh, maybe cavalier attitude towards the words you're saying. It just seems like that's par for the course here. And boy, everything's connected. Tell us how everything's connected. It's not a line we've heard before ever at all. And certainly not like we've been chased around from place to place by things that are both unspeakable horrors and then also connected to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand why these things would upset you, believe me. 
Oh, I'm not upset. Then, I'm not sorry, upset at all. <laughs> Lane, I somebody else needs to talk to him. I am not doing well here. Oh, sorry. I was just I, I was in I was incredibly entertained by this. Um I think I think the I think the sleep and stress is kind of man, why is Elizabeth Ann missing? <laughs> yeah, what the hell's up with that? <sighs> Please someone take this from me, this conversation. Anyway. Yes. As my friend says, uh, everything's connected. We, we, yeah, that's, we don't like that. Um, it's not, I'm not doing well either, you guys. I, 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 I don't know why this was taken away from me, but here we are. Look, despite everyone else's opinions, I, 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 I will stake my hope. So, I, even if no one else wants to go, I'll go. I have nothing better to do. I've been drugged to China. Like, somebody over here has been drugged in China. Um, I just give them time to heal a little bit, and then I don't mind yeah, putting the bill for an exposition. Expedition. I don't. I don't know about an exposition, but an expedition I can pay for. As I said, we'll we'll get you there. What happens then, I'm afraid, will be up to you. As long as you don't turn us out of a boat, like, into the ocean. Like, the, uh, the, the bar is pretty low. Okay. Well, I appreciate uh, your agreement. Um, take time to heal and to get off the drugs. And um, I, like, look at <laughs> the two of them right when he says that. <laughs> We will make the preparations. Um, I will wire this Augustus Larkin uh, to expect you to be, be part of the expedition, and um, we will arrange for you to depart um, toward the end of February to get you there on time. Okay. So you have some time. I, All right. Well, uh, in the meantime, if you are going to commission us for this, if you can provide us with any other additional informative materials on the matter, then that would be very helpful. I have nothing to do here but listen to Rocco be upset. What would you like me to provide you with? Um, if you have any other information on this particular gentleman on where the... If you've had... I know your correspondence with him was um, brief. But if there are any resources available or maps on where we're going to be going and that kind of thing, then, um, you know, I'm just sitting here all day in between going insane and, you know... Um, letting this bullet hole heal. So um, I am oh, a librarian by trade, so please give my mind something to chew on. Excellent. I have What's a recommendation. the local language? Is uh, it Spanish? Is it Portuguese? In Peru? Yes. It is Spanish. Primarily Spanish. So, yeah. yeah I, I'm asking this in character. Oh. Yes, so they... Oh. Spanish is primarily spoken throughout Peru. Do any of us speak Spanish? No, I was thinking one of us should learn how to speak Spanish. Or I was going to try and invent a translator, but I think that might be pretty difficult to do given that there weren't like That's a ground. difficult to do now. <laughs> yeah, Google Translator is all we have and it's not that great. But I mean, it, it's a myth, you know, mystical Land, like world so hypothetically I could 
You invented a thermal sensor viewfinder device. I have a photographic memory, which means that all I have to do is read a few, like, beginner, intermediate, and advanced Spanish books, and I should be able to do this. If if you have any any materials for Spanish language, we might try to get at least a little bit of that. We've struggled enough not speaking enough Chinese here. I will uh, I will put some things together for you as I can. Of course, you're also free to visit libraries and so forth while you wait. Mm -hmm. um, I should tell you that I am also uh, hard at work uh, with a number of others uh, around the world trying to figure out where the professor may have been taken. Um, it is certainly our, um, our hope to get him back safely. But uh, in the meantime, I will see what I can do about rounding up a Spanish text for you. Well, um, yeah, like we'll look into it to ourselves and see what we can find, right? But I'm just, I was sort of saying that more broadly speaking, we should be doing that. Well, I appreciate you, and uh, we will be in touch uh, as it gets closer to your departure date. Um, and uh, I'll see what I can round up for you. Thank you all. Uh, get better, please. They'll work on it. And he departs. Elaine, were you waiting for him to leave? Oh, I... Uh, my paranoia thought that his last name was Alias, and I was thinking of Anna May Friend, and how her last name was Friend, and then she ended up being our enemy, and therefore this Alias guy has an alias, and he's not really who he says he is, and that was like how my brain went, but then I found out it was wrong. Anyway, um... That was my dumb. So, on a scale of one to ten, how much are we trusting this new person in our lives? He didn't try to shoot us, which I appreciate. I mean, if four. we don't trust him, we're idiots because we gave him the box. So, not my circus, not my monkey. At that point, I didn't have much of a choice. I don't have anything to lose except for my life. You say that until you lose something, you realize. You didn't know you could lose. Well, I've lost a lot. I've been a lot of places. I have no idea where I'm going to end up. But I can have an adventure on the way. I already said I'm going to go, so. Well, obviously I'm oh, going. Dolores, your, your stalwart adventurousness is refreshing. Well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> and I really, so I mean, as long as I can make it to a bank or the embassy or something, that we are taken care of. I do not want you to underestimate the fact that we can do whatever we want. So you've got a couple of months before the departure date. Uh, let's get you all boosted up a bit here. Uh, the first thing I would like you to look at on your character sheets is your hit points. Uh, and let's bring your current hit points up to whatever your maximum should be. You've all got plenty of time to get to full health here. Yep. Woohoo! Already there. 
All right. Next, we're going to look at luck. Um, now, the most luck you can possibly have is 99 points. Uh, is anybody at 99 currently? Everybody's below 99. Okay. Um, so you can each go ahead and roll your luck. And succeeding at your luck roll is going to increase your luck. Really? Everyone except for Michael has succeeded. All right. For those Damn. of you who succeeded, you can add 2d10 plus 5 to your current luck score. Michael, you can add 1d10 plus 5 to yours. Damn! I have the lucky feet, or whatever they call them in this game, so I do, I, I'll get an extra d10. Oh, excellent. So You said 2d10 plus what? 5. five. You can't go over you. to 99. Like you can't 99 is your max. Okay, cool. So, what was my base? 1d10? Yes. Just so 1D. you're also rolling 2d10? No, you were 1d10 plus 5. Oh, okay, so 1d, so I'm 2d10 plus 5, okay. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 16, so that's plus 21. So that brings me up to a total of 91. Everybody get your luck boosted? Okay. Um, any skill that you were successful at um, should have a little... <sighs> I would have maxed out my luck if I got that. <laughs> a little tick beside it. Um, I went through and looked at your character sheets. I noticed some of you weren't weren't clicking the ones that you were successful at, so I took some guesses uh, and clicked them for you. But if a little circle beside your skill is filled in, that means you get to improve that skill. And so you roll it. You can want to. Oh, sorry. You want to fail your roll in order to improve the skill. Yeah, and you cannot. You cannot go over a hundred. <laughs> uh, we are setting That's our max good. at one twenty-five in this book. In this I game. know. Okay. Well, so like, if we fail, then what? If you have oh. a five, how do you fail that then? If you what? If I have a one hundred five in a skill, how do I fail that then? Right? I can't. Correct. So there's no way to level that up. Right. For this method, at least. Correct. That's what I was saying. Okay. Okay, I have a question. Yes. If it's something that you succeeded on, does that mean you've rolled a success? Yes. Oh. I misunderstood the assignment. I'm going to check <laughs> off the ones that I know I succeeded on real quick. Okay. And then if you, so so if if you we... fail, if you fail yeah. the roll, you get to add 1d10 to your score. Yes. Oops, that was two. I just need one. There we go. Damn. Why do I have to roll like this? Hey, there's one. That's 1d10? Yes. Fuck off. Nice. Oh. This is working. <laughs> oh no. Because we're getting all your good rolls, right? All right. Did I really not roll on anything else? I must God damn it. Oh. 
<laughs> and we're maxed out at 100, is that right? Uh, we're going to say 125 is the max in this game, if you can get to it. Can I spend luck to fail so I can level it up? All right. No, not, not in your, uh, not in this stage. There's no spending okay, luck okay. on rolls here. Sorry. Just too good. That's pretty good for me and my classic dice rolling. However, I will say that uh, I will be using real ass dice if my rolling continues to be quite what it is. That's fair. I can give you a little overhead camera too if you want. I but trust you. Someone will have to help me with the math. That's going to be the biggest challenge here. <laughs> I can actually, yes, there's actually a sheet that tells you. I can, I can forward Incredible. that Incredible. Yeah. I just, I, um, I can't go through this entire campaign rolling as I do. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's, it's too sad. <laughs> Anybody who's finished with their skills? Anybody? Boots, Rocco. I think I'm done. I'm just not sure, like... I feel like there were ones I failed that, or I succeeded on that I didn't. Oh, like listen, I know I've succeeded on that. Okay, yeah. That's true, oh, yeah. So there we go. Oh, do I have to? I succeeded on my photographic memory, but I rolled a failure on it. But it has a zero next to it. Do I have to roll something for that? Oh, oh no, you don't roll for that. That's a talent. Oh, that okay. I have additional hey, I skill three, but I don't know what it is. You what? I have under my talents, photographic memory, quick study, an additional skill three, but I don't oh, know. I think it's just additional. a blank. I think okay. it's just a yeah, waiting to be filled in. Hopefully Spanish will go there. Well that would be well, uh, language other. Well no, yeah, that would be a new language for you because you know Mandarin. I think you can add more to that. Yeah, you can. Because mm -hmm. I edit, also know right? Sanskrit. And English, obviously. What? That's crazy. Yeah, I tried to be useful. I have, like... We all caught up? Anybody still rolling skills? I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I was just sort of doing a mental backlog of, like, anything I think I might have done, mm -hmm. and I didn't check. Do we uncheck now? Yeah. Yeah, you unchecked um, those now. Reset. I know I've succeeded in locksmith because of my mm -hmm. thing. Can I roll sure. for that? Or does that not mm -hmm. count because I made something? No, it counts. It counts. It's really annoying. Um, not very nice. Yeah, and mechanical repair. Oh, electrical repair. I feel like I've succeeded in that. Adventure. I think Is your locksmith really that high? Yeah, because I created a locks unlocking thing. Yeah, it's just I thought you were using your mechanical skill to do it mostly. Well, it's both. It's I roll mechanical repair depending on what I get on that is how high I need on the locksmith roll. Mm -hmm. Alright, it's neither here nor there. I'm over it. <laughs> and in the time that you have, I'm going to say that you're able to learn a new skill or you get a free boost to any existing skill 
Skills, skills, skills. What are the skills? So you can add a 1d10 to an existing skill or put in a new one, such as Spanish. Do ones count? Ah, in that way. No, you can re-roll a one. I'm thinking about upping my brawl. So I don't know what new skill I would have her learn. And I just had her invent a switchblade. So do I put that under languages? Yeah. Is there, yeah, can you add a, a line for it? I swear to God, I'm I was talking to Ryan about it the other day. I'm probably on a watch list now because of this character, like of the <laughs> shit I Google. I was like looking at different types of bombs the other day, like <laughs> that's <amazing>. oh, <laughs> Babe, that's what incognito is for. Right, that right. doesn't actually do anything for that. <laughs> it stops it from showing up in your history. Clear your cookies. What do I just do it in incognito? What do I get a um, VPN? Or, yeah, I was about to say a VPN. Uh, what do so I put for the number? Yeah, Chris is a security guy. He can hook you up. What did you roll? You roll a one d ten. Oh, I roll a one d ten. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's how much we get to add to a skill. Yes. I rolled a ten. Oh, wow! Wow! Nice job. So you Thanks. got ten. So I just add ten. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a question. I'm just trying to decide what to add to. If I were to. Like, I was thinking because of her Hensbane uh, perfume bottle, mm -hmm. like, let's say I wanted to make her more into, like, hand-to-hand -hand bomb potion crafter. Would that be considered brawl, or would that be its own separate thing? Hand-to-hand -hand bomb potion crafter. Can you... So, like, let, let, let's, let's, let, let me give you a scenario, right? We're, like, we're fighting, and there's... Uh, there's a guy 10 feet from me, and I just kind of roll a bomb over there. Or there's a guy behind me, and I just, and I put some perfume in his mouth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you I'm trying to be like, 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 like let's say I got a belt, and it's got like tons of bombs on it and shit. Okay. Right? Okay. I've got a utility belt. When using like, that oh, skill, yeah. okay, let's... Um... Let's build on your brawl for that. So what's your okay. brawl at? 26. <laughs> okay, so create a new skill. Okay. And call it whatever you, makes sense to you for that. Batman. And start with 26. And okay. And roll 1d10 to add to that if that's what you want to increase. Okay. So, Lee, if I want to use my roll to put it into Spanish, I guess, am I going to have, like, any... Like, if I'm going to be spending my time also learning Spanish, is that going to be, like, help? Like, is it going to be higher than just my 9 that I rolled? Initially, it's going to be 9. Okay, but if I'm spending As my you, month, the, like The next time we, um, you know, level up, if you've succeeded at it, you can increase it, or you can use, if you have free time to study it, you can increase it by studying yeah, it's just like, not to be like metagamey about it, but like, if I get nine points in Spanish, I'm like mm -hmm. never going to succeed on a Spanish roll, right? Like, not, not necessarily. But you, but you know what I mean, right? So like, I'm just like it. it right. So you're just starting I, I to learn Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. And like right now, it feels like I'm kind of just wasting the nine points. I'm just like wondering if like there's any, if if I do have like a 
through the time before we leave if that's also going to bump it up a the, little bit the, the time before you leave yeah. is what gives you the opportunity to start learning spanish if that's what you do so you're, you're going to be a beginner yeah i don't know if it's going to be useful because we might not even be here anymore by the time it gets high enough even <gasps> dolores like dolores has a photographic memory um amara rolled a 10 first spanish, yeah right? so you know you, you're learning it from a book yeah. um you're probably going to encounter pronunciation problems yeah donde esta el baño mi gato es negro burrito por favor that's the whole sentence <laughs> i'm actually just... taking spanish and duolingo right now me and the owl are like this <laughs> I, I I I can speak Spanish a little bit, so if you want that role I, I can't. <laughs> Absolutely failed Spanish. So Devin, is is Duolingo still all about apples and newspapers? Because I no, I've tried to no, use it before, and it's like no, I don't think so. I think it's okay. better. I have no idea. I started it like literally 125 days ago, and I only know that because I'm doing the thing. You got a streak going, but yeah. I do. Um. I don't know if I want to. Uh, I'm gonna put bump it in the Stealth or spot hidden. I roll a nine. But I also, uh, I don't know. I have another question when you get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so because so I named it utility item fighting. So mm -hmm. in my mind, that means it's coming from my utility belt, which will have rhinestones or something on it. So it's more Elaine than it is Lady. Mm -hmm. Um, call it gadget. Go go gadget. Well, just instead of utility item, gadget. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a gadget belt. Gadget belt. Okay, that's fair. Um, gizmo belt. I had been calling him Gizmo like actually. Lethal accessory belt. So anyway, that's yeah. neither here nor there. My question is: so now, if I created the switchblade that I wield. Can it be a gizmo item or would it be a brawl item? That would be knife. Kniff. Is that a skill on here? We'll actually put it in your weapons. Your weapons tab. I, it's a different page of your character sheet. I have it in there already. It's okay. called Switchblade and it uses my it used brawl before. It's based but, on brawl. Okay. But now that I've created this new skill, I feel like it fits in that more. What makes it different than a knife? It flips out. Duh. Yeah. That there's a lot of <laughs> and knife then it's a knife. knife. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's cooler. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what if it's cooler and that's what counts? Have you ever played Assassin's Creed where they've got the crazy like bracelets that go pew, and a little knife comes out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that would be knife fighting. Yeah, but that's completely different, dude. Like, that's so different than... You're not being, holding it's that. Stab versus... Yeah, it's more like a stabby punch rather than a stabby stab. And it's more stealthy. Yeah. Okay, but like... Just, like pop. It's it's knife fighting, and it's not... Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if... From my standpoint as, like, a game master, this this arbitrary skill that, like, lets you use gadgets in fighting does not translate to knife fighting, even if it's, like... Fancy knife fighting. It's it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. it's Unless different you invented thing. it to like fire the blade as a projectile. 
I could. Then that scorpion so if, fighting. Regardless of how the blade comes into action, you're still just wielding it as a blade. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, so the learnings, the skill, does that that doesn't cut into my invention time, right? Right. Because I got a list. Okay. I love okay, you. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Are we good with the skills then? I think so. I just put my points into brawl. Okay. So. so, Rocco, you have maintained the connection with at least two of the rats. Radikinesis! Uh, and you intend <laughs> to continue maintaining that connection? I intend to try, yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to make you roll to... Um, maintain a connection that you already have if you were to um you know die and come back or something if, if somehow that connection were broken or if you were to dismiss it we would have you go through the rolling to reconnect um as it is though it's just gonna it's going to cost you sanity to retain the connection got it um so when you like initially made the connection um i went in i deducted i i reduced your max sanity by five and I added five uh, Cthulhu Mythos points for you. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So every time we come to a point where I'm going to ask you if you intend to maintain that connection, it's going to cost you another max sanity point and add a Cthulhu Mythos point for you. Got it. So going forward into this next chapter, if you're going to maintain that connection, go ahead and reduce your max sanity by one and give yourself another Cthulhu point. Okay. Um, Lydia, do you wish to, Hello. um, create Hello. any more charms to bolster your supply there? Probably. Okay. She's probably going to make as many as she can. Certainly the one to replace the one she gave to that traitor. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she. If she can get the supplies, she will make whatever she can because she's just kind of sitting there. It's very easy for you to get the supplies for these in Shanghai. How convenient. Absolutely. Um, so, it's okay. A big city. So, to create. Uh, charms. The casting time on these uh, is seven days. Yep. Per charm. Now you have you have three of the um, slumber powder Slumber's charms nice. already. One of the only one I don't have any of is the dodge charm. Right. Um, so for create charm, it's going to cost you five power each time you cast this spell, and that's a permanent reduction. Mm -hmm. That's not something you can right. regenerate. Right. Um, you have mm -hmm. how many magic points do you have total? Like sixteen or something? Magic, 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 magic. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Um, it's not really an issue. Each time you cast the spell, it costs you ten magic points. Magic points regenerate at a rate of one per hour. So um, over this time, you'll you'll have plenty of time to do yeah. that several times if you wanted to. But the 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 real 
key thing that can hurt theirs is, is the losing power thing. Power. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so okay. If you want to attempt to create a batch of charms, mm -hmm. um, you would reduce your power by five and then roll one d six to determine how many charms you're able to create out of this batch. Is there any way that power rebo reboosts like not ever, or is it just like? Gotcha. Okay. Nothing. So, I don't think anything in this game is ever a, a flat no. Sure. Sure. It's probably like trade a little bite-sized chunk of my soul or something. Um, well, you never know. How much power out. do you have? How much power? 75. Yeah. And keep in mind that certain so. spells you know rely on your an opposed power roll with your target. Yeah. 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 That seems like a um, lost. Yeah, I now that you've respelled this out for me, I think I might not make any more charms at the moment. I'll be okay. Okay. But we'll all be okay for the moment. And I'm gonna buff my dodge skill, I've decided. Did you want to make any more doses of slumber powder? No, I have that three and not, I haven't used that. That does yet. not cost you any power. Okay. Nice. Um, all right. That's a good bump. Thank you. The rest of your spells are just spells that you cast. So. Yeah. So that's good. Um, okay, Elaine, before we get to your inventions, um, do Michael and Dolores have anything in mind? I mean, my, yeah, Michael and Dolores have anything in mind that you would like to see if you can do? Well, I would be helping Dolores learn Spanish if, if they're the one going to be. So either just like through the physical acquisition of like getting materials or whatever, right? Or just like Body going through it and reading it with them. In. So, yeah. So Dolores, will that be your main focus in this time? Mm -hmm. Learning Spanish as well as you can? And Michael, you're going to be assisting the entire time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that is going to boost things a little bit. Um, Dolores, why don't you roll another 1d10? Give yourself four more points. And um, so, Michael, you would be picking up some Spanish uh, during this process as well. So I'm going to let you go ahead and have that nine points that you rolled before in Spanish. Good. Just. Sorry, you cut out for me for a second. I said you can go ahead and take that nine points in Spanish that you rolled before. Just through oh. this period of back and Are forth. Are you sure? Because I, I, I put that into a different. No, it's, it's free. It's free. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a part of your uh, interaction with Dolores. You're back and forth. Okay. Uh, Rocco is going to add to his dodge roll. He's finally decided. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were still thinking. Yeah, I, that was one free. I was still thinking to too. Yeah, it was a one d ten for uh, mm -hmm. improvement. Yep. Yeah. And you can re-roll once. Okay, Elaine, you got a list. I'm typing it to you. Um, oh, okay. just that 
So bombs. Mm-hmm. Many kinds of bombs. Mm-hmm. Bombs are a thing. Yeah. Remember when we blew up those cultists with some sticks of dynamite? That was great. That was great. Michael wasn't there. No. That was super great, though. That was yeah, lame. Lance fucked them up. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that was Lance's specialty. Fucking people up. So, I would like to create a variety of bombs of varying strength and um, practicality. So, I'd like some mm-hmm. that do damage, some that blind people. Okay. And then are you, I was. Are you counting this as one invention? How many inventions can I have? You can. You have time to come up with either one new invention or to improve the inventions that you have. Okay. So, in that case. Because I do I'm have sorry a list. Sorry if you took a lot of time making a long list of inventions, but. I wasn't I think sure I how much did time say, I was I think have. I did say an invention in my message to you. Oh, you did. I was playing Valheim <laughs> when you sent it to me, so I half read it. I'm sorry. Okay, um, right. <laughs> uh, so that's fine. I have a clarifying question to improve on my weapon. So previously, my sing, um, my uh, my loud singing, um, mm-hmm. you know, nerve thing, uh, it was... Yes, it was more powerful, and then we decided it was OP, so we... Mm-hmm. Uh, nerfed it a little bit. Is that on the list for improving? And if so, how would that... Would I be able to improve that one is what I'm asking, because we already took it down a notch. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. We're in the improvement Um, phase, so yes. Cool. Shit, I've got so many... Okay, so are bombs really something that I need to invent? We can buy those. No, bombs exist. Um, I wanted to purchase in our downtime a better first aid kit since the one that I have was pilfered from like a boat or something. Oh, sure. Um, so I was curious if we bought a better first aid kit, would that up my first aid skill from 30 and make it higher since we have a better kit or no? I don't think the kit improves your capabilities. I guess that's true. Just gives us more options, but I guess we should just buy a new one. Um, and then I had two more options, so I was thinking about inventing like a mounted light for our handguns that we can turn on basically, just like putting a flashlight on top of it. But mm-hmm. my thought is it would, you know, potentially blind or not like disorient folks that are trying to attack us at range because they'd have a bright light in them in their eyes. So just range, a really so. light, bright flashlight, or did you want to? to somehow be some sort of weird sciencey thing. Weird sciencey. Okay. Well that, so how, they how would, would like blind what would it them. do? In what way like using what? What what would be the mechanic here theoretically? What are you I don't, I don't, like what like it are, are you so okay flashlights exist, right? Right. So are you trying to invent some sort of new bulb for it or something that goes over the lens does it you know like did you want to change the type of light that it emits did you want to have it emit something in addition to light that was kind of what i was thinking was changing the 
type of light it emits so that it's so intense or maybe just otherworldly that it temporarily blinds people if they fail a roll, for example. Okay, so um, whatever the whatever the section of a flashlight is that the bulb screws into, you know, it's kind mm -hmm. of just a mirrored dome right. thing. Like, so maybe you would invent something to like coat the surface of that to alter um the alter the light itself mm -hmm. that emits so it like magnifies it or something you just yes. want it to be brighter or you want it to have like almost an arcane component uh more of an arcane component and i'm not saying for sure this is what i want to do i'm kind of mm -hmm. naming off these ideas to kind mm -hmm. of because like your your lullaby device that you sing into it does something to your voice right and it like right changes the frequency auditory yeah components of your voice to have them affect people's minds right so that's kind of what you want to do with light in this yeah case, yeah exactly okay okay um, so rather than inventing some sort of new material to line that little dome of the flashlight i would think maybe some sort of coating that goes on the mirrored surface that maybe would um expire through use maybe it would be sort of almost like the cartridges for your fog machine like you would have to um have a number is it like a flashbulb a what? A flash bulb. Like the thing on cameras? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. But that's just bright. I mean, is that all you want? It's just something yeah. bright? I I want it to blind people. So I don't really... I that mean, I, I think it would, right? Because I, I usually feel disoriented after a flash is taken in the dark. You know, if you've... So okay, well, countless movies have shown us the efficacy of flash bulbs. You just want to mount a, a camera flash to your gun? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I That's guess. That's easy. Um, the other idea I had was a um, making some kind of a muffler for Lydia's chance so that she could stealth cast spells um, without people oh. hearing her. But that's I don't know how we would do that. Well, that's why it's we're just a, like a diver's helmet, like in a way that was like I was <laughs> thinking maybe I could and then take meta magic silence casting cone of silence. <laughs> Lee knows what that is. <laughs> like I don't know. I was thinking maybe I could make some kind of special scarf with like a specific woven fabric so that she could just like put her scarf over her face and like. That's interesting. That is interesting. Because I like when you make <laughs> we've had uh, incidents where you know she's cast spells at tables at, in a busy dining hall on a cruise ship, for example. Mm -hmm. Um. So, what sort of materials better? would you need for that? Um, what would you weave into a scarf? Um. Some sort of a of a of a little known plant, perhaps. 
Yeah, maybe like a... some kind of a weird plant uh, that you, you, Gertie you would have do... taught me. Right, because you did pick up some some horticulture from Gertie, right? Mm -hmm. The alchemy roll of 40-something. So perhaps acquiring a scarf and then determining what sort of a plant would be used to weave fibers of it into the scarf. Mm -hmm. um, this time, it's probably like asbestos or something. <laughs> asbestos. For sound dampening. True. And then this this is to be used in conjunction with your lullaby device? No. No, this okay. would just be so she could cast spells stealthily. What kind of spells can Elaine cast? No, this is for Lydia. Oh, you're going to give it to Lydia. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I got you. I figure okay. Elaine already has like so many inventions. I should start making okay. them for other people at this point. Okay, so if some sort of a plant existed in this fictional world um, whose fibers would assist in this. I would think that some sort of arcane element needs to be applied to this as well. Yeah. Something that perhaps Lydia could help to research. So we're looking at a horticulture role. Uh, is, it, is that your role. skill? Alchemy roll? Yeah. I was thinking though, what if um ooh, what if instead like as an arcane element, what if it was basically like a little portal and then the sound came out somewhere else that we've dedicated and perhaps Francois could help with that. Because they can time travel, so I mean they're kind of they're using portals, so I could just have it go to some like obsolete. It's voluntary though, it just happens to me. True. I love the idea. I just don't think it's like canonically something I could help with. Yeah, that's fair. So I Lydia, Lydia has learned a number of spells. Um, like the the gate spell is not one of them. Does that mean she can like teleport us places? She can't. I don't think I've I've not, not learned that one yet. It's out there though. But once we do. It's something that could be put on a shelf until you're able to do that. Elaine, you don't have to worry too hard about this right now. We might come up with something about it like later. Also, it's so unclear, like when I'm actually going to need to cast sneakily that like, if you've got other things you want to move on to, like we can talk about this offline. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I guess I'd like to improve my uh, lullaby then because I think it could do with a little help. Cause right now it's kind of hard to get it to work. So. Mm -hmm. um. Okay. So currently <clears throat> What's the mechanic for your lullaby? You make a sing roll. Target makes a listen roll. If they fail, they're able to block their ears somehow. No effect. If they succeed at listen, then they make the power roll to oppose your sing. If they fail, you roll a d6 to determine the effect from a table. Right, right, right. Okay, so you want to make it more uh, like automatically effective? You want to increase its 
Yeah, maybe like if if maybe instead of if they fail, they aren't able to block their ears. Maybe like the lowest tier happens to them. Okay. Or yeah, I wasn't thinking about improving. Um, I was more so thinking about the scarf. Well, no, I was thinking about well, yeah, different uh, inventions. Um, so what did you did you set a table the the light idea? I think I'm tabling the light idea. Yeah, I feel like it would be cool, but I don't know. Yeah, I how helpful it would be. I'm not an inventor, but I do have an idea for that. Um, what if you just had the flint of your gun create a bigger spark? That could blind me though, right? Not if you close your eyes. Like I shoot and then close my eyes right after? Yeah. What if you wanted to blind somebody without shooting them first, though? Uh, blank. Hmm. Or a sparky lighter. A really sparky lighter. Sparky lighter. Like the old-fashioned camera flash with the powder on the thing and it just... That would be pretty sick, but I was thinking of like a lighter lighter. Like a Zippo, but something mm. particularly bright. That emits a very bright light. Mm-hmm. I think I think improving the lullaby, uh, I like those ideas. Those are cool. Um, but I think improving the lullaby might be the way to go. Because that used to be like super awesome. Um, I mean, it was too powerful. Which was why we took it down a notch. But I'd like to make it a little bit more like Yeah, it was like it was an immediate knockout for a while. Yeah, no, it was too it was OP. It was overpowered for sure. I understand that. Um this is not a game about us being powerful. What a shame. Yeah. I wanna be OP all the time. But we are going into a meat grinder, so so um okay to up the effectiveness of the lullaby and sort of eliminate the fail option so at the very least it's going to affect the target somehow if that's okay i mean yes. either that's only one option like we could also give me advantage on sing rolls or something so that i have we could well, that change could be the me- that could be the mechanic we use to up its effectiveness Maybe instead thinking. of like the listen roll, it's it's not whether or not they succeed or fail. It's just how well or how high I place and how low they place, or how high I place and how high they place. You know, if they yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like maybe um, if they succeed sort of at the highest level currently then you need an extreme success right right but that's kind of how maybe, our other things maybe work bring that down a little like maybe make a hard success be the most that you can need like you you, you don't ever need to hit an extreme success 
Is that what you're saying? Arrange it so that it's easier for you to succeed regardless of what they do. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it so it's easier for me to succeed. And it's not just like whether or not they pass or fail. It's based mm -hmm. on what level of success they have. Do you remember what went into making the device? Like, is it purely mechanical? Um, I have it written down somewhere. I was hoping. Oh, here we go. <sighs> okay, I worked on it for nine hours. I made electrical repair, mechanical repair, library check, 17 more, blah, blah, blah. blah. Sing roll pose with con roll. They fall asleep for three to six minutes. That's all I have written down. Um, okay. But so we I never think... got specific about what went into the device itself, as far as like. No, as far as we were, it's we purely a mechanical device. I think yeah, I think it just took my voice and like amplified it and changed either the frequency or the way that it interacted with their like neurological, like their okay, their, you know cause... okay. So I have um, sensitive ears, so I've um okay. So um let's have you start okay by doing a little bit of research into auditory processes and so forth. Um let's have you start with a medicine roll. Okay. Where's that live? Uh, it should be below. That would first be first aid, aid it's right? It's underneath the counter. Medicines. Repair. Yeah. Oh. Can I ask for help from someone? Can I go to the well, library first or something? Michael and Dolores are busy. I have a one, so I'm going to fail. Um. <laughs> Rocco and Lydia seem to be hey, free perhaps. Librarian. Yeah. You do know a librarian. I'll go to Lydia. Okay. And I'll say, hey Lydia. Um so I was wondering if you could help me with the project again. Um Oh yeah, what's up? I would like to improve my lullaby gizmo and um mm -hmm. Make it so that it impacts the ears of the target individual or target audience, okay. really, um, mm -hmm. more effectively. And to do that, I'd have to understand the inner workings of the human ear. And I'm not an expert in human medicine, and I'm not assuming you are, but I was hoping you could help me research it. Well, so are you trying to make it affect them more acutely because you know the the ears are not only responsible for like auditory stuff but the disorientation that you feel sometimes when you've got audio stuff um mm -hmm. it can also conflict with so so your ear has tiny rocks in them and so those little crystals float around in the ear canal and uh mess with your sense of balance so do you want to affect their sense of balance or do you want to deafen them because they're kind of two different things sometimes i want to make them fall asleep mm. <laughs> 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 
using a cult. That would be more magic. equilibrium uh, related, I would think. But, yeah, because yeah, I, I get vertigo when I have allergies. Hmm? Yeah, yeah I, uh, I also. Well, if you're helping her with this, we just need um, the library use role from you. Okay, let's let's do that instead. Me frantically googling inner ear diagrams. Hard success. <laughs> All right, I know how to do this. Listen to me. Yeah, look at you. Good roll. Awesome. Thank you. It's always a victory. So, um, okay. So armed with the knowledge that Lydia has helped you procure. Mm -hmm. um, audio processing cortex. I'm imagining Lydia giving like a PowerPoint or like has yes, a, like the, the sheets, a screen out of nowhere. <laughs> with a chalkboard. <laughs> like a pointer. Erasing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. That's the montage we just got. A montage. Yeah, and she randomly has like a little like you know graduation cap on for no good reason. Mm -hmm. Obvious. But it in it indicates intelligence. Mm -hmm. She's yes. wearing glasses. Also an now. owl. Yeah. You have to shorthand a lot of things in your montage, right? Right. <laughs> this is why I'm also portrayed oh, as yeah. an owl. It's just easier. Here we go. Oh, there you go. Now. <laughs> so armed with this knowledge, you head back to the workshop. <laughs> Um. Uh, okay, so um, we'll have you make a mechanical repair roll. Given now? the hard success on the uh, the library use, uh, you're just going to need a regular success oh, on no. this I to tune up. There's a regular success. Okay. Okay, so what is the mechanic we want to improve on this? What is what is it? What does this success give you? Rather than the opponent getting a pass fail, I want it to be a tiered pass fail. So, or a tiered fail. Right. So there's no. This this is. Did you decide this is going to eliminate the possibility of them having no reaction to it? It's going to. No, I think that's too overpowered. I think if I just automatically something happens like that's, mm -hmm. I think it rather it would work how. Well, my... one of the options is just like nausea or something, right? Because you have to roll what a d6 to determine what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You roll the d6. It's a you have. I do it. Okay. You have the table. Okay. Um, I'm just not looking at it now. That's fair. But it works how my fog machine works, I think, mm -hmm. is how I consider it, which makes sense. Okay. Which I can find somewhere. So you tell me what you want to get out of this. Like, what? what are you thinking? that this success should give you. I just want it easier to to pass to make to make them okay. fail. <clears throat> okay. To affect them with okay. this item. That's okay. what I want out of it. I don't want to change the way it works. I just want to right. make it more effective. More effective. In, in grabbing hold. <clears throat> so if they succeed the at a listen roll currently, they're unaffected by it. No, if they fail. No, they fail. Roll, I want them to succeed. You want them to fail. 
or correct you know yeah so maybe a six a regular success counts as a failure they need a hard success yeah well, well it's dependent on my sing roll oh no wait it's the other way around Oh, oh I just fucking failed that. Um, so look there. So I got an okay. extreme success on sing. So, so that now they have to listen. They need to listen. Oh wait, I see. I think I see what the misunderstanding is here. Hi Norm. Because I want them to listen, and there's no tears on. Ha oh my god, you're being such a ham. So you, got, um, oh, you got a hard success on your sin. I got extreme. Extreme. Just there. Okay, how Lance about this? How about this? Gets a regular success. So what happens there? The level of success indicates how much they're affected. If they get an extreme success, they are out. If they get a hard success, they are very drowsy to the point where they have to roll with disadvantage on, let's say, ability deck checks okay. or a penalty die. That's how this game works. Mm -hmm. um, and then with just a regular success, I'll say that maybe penalty die is regular success and then hard success is something worse but in between the extreme success what would that be oh it could be two penalty die oh i guess so is that that's a thing you can do in this mm -hmm. right sure. <clears throat> so a failure at their listen roll still leaves them unaffected I guess so. Because okay. they I mean, gotta... I mean, it's not fair, I think, to to you and your enemies if I can just, you know, take them down no matter what. And it's, it's a journey, so we're gonna have more time where I can upgrade this further, and then maybe I'll make it where it's really annoying for you, but I think right now it's... Uh, just the right amount of annoying for we were in the campaign. That's a good thing. Would you agree with that? Do you want to sleep on it and think it over? I know these things keep you up at night. So. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night just thinking about something random. So. Right. Yeah, no, that works for me. Okay, cool. I will let me write it out. Yes, and please. And then I'll send it to you and add it okay. to my character sheet once you reviewed it. Um, roll a 1d10 real quick just to see how long it took you to do this. <laughs> Norm is upset about that roll. I don't know if you just heard him. Seven hours. Yeah, seven, seven hours. Okay. Seven hours. Seven, seven days. Call it seven days. Seven. All right. That makes, that makes more sense. Okay. I got to write this down. I'm going to be quiet for a while. Okay. Uh, is everybody else uh, caught up with everything they wanted to do then? Rocco wants a new gun, but he's going to have to shop for one. No, you all got guns. <gasps> oh, I got a new gun. Good. Yeah, you all went to um, uh, a dealer, got guns. You got uh, permits to guns carry them in Shanghai as well. 
important. So I'm going to assume that you guys uh, replaced Dolores's gun as well, or maybe Dolores has gone shopping for a new gun now at this point. If it's shopping, I went. (laughs) Tracks. That tracks. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay, good. Question. Well, what's your question? (laughs) So basically the way we described it is my sing rolled. Unless I fail, it doesn't matter what it is, right? Your sing roll, unless you fail, correct. Right. Okay, I just wanted to verify because earlier we were talking about my sing roll having to do with it. So I just wanted to make sure. Cool. Oh, well, no, I think that the better your sing roll is, the better chance you have of succeeding. So let's um, let's do the whole balance thing where as the, the better your sing roll is, uh, it, it adds a penalty die to their roll. Like if you roll an extreme success, then they're going to have two penalty die on their roll. Okay. On their listen roll. It makes it so- more likely that they're going to succeed at listen. Oh, so when they make the or initial lesson roll, they get bonus die. Okay. Right. That, Based I on like your that. Level of success. Because that makes it harder for them to succeed. Right. Or to fail. Or, yeah. They need to fail their listen roll. So if you just get a regular yeah. success on your sing roll, they get one roll. Right. So in this example that we made, right, I got an extreme success. So then he would get two bonus die. Right. Which means he's failed. So that's a fail. But but in this situation, it goes to your advantage. So these are actually right. bonus die. Yeah. So the 35 stands in that scenario because it's the worst for him. Right. Right. God, that's so kind of that's gonna take success. me a while to get used to. But yeah. So he heard the device. So then right. you would get to what happens then? He rolls power against your sing roll. Right. Is that how that works? Oh yeah, then they make the power roll to oppose it. Got just it. a regular success, so your sing roll was an extreme success. So your the level of success on your sing roll is counting for both of your opponent's rolls. Okay. It it determines how many dice they have to roll to try and not hear you, and then it determines the level of success they have to get if they do hear you. Right. And his power roll was a regular success, so you won that. Got it. Okay. We will remember this when it comes into play. Definitely. We can workshop it too more mm-hmm. later. I feel like we spent too much time on this and I apologize, but that's cool. No, it's all good. Okay. So this has all taken place over the course of a couple of months. Um, 
as the end of February rolled around. Um, Ron Veer was not able to give you a whole lot more information. He didn't have a great deal of communication with Jackson Elias. Um, what he told you about the situation in Peru is pretty much all he was able to determine, but with the promise that Jackson would certainly be able to fill you in once you get there. Um, you were able to find Spanish books on your own and, uh, you know, other resources that you needed uh, to improve yourselves over that period of time. But when the departure date arrives, you end up getting on another boat. It is not a grand cruise liner this time. Uh, and through a series of smaller boats and maybe even a couple of planes in some uh, Pacific Island hopping situations, um, over the course of three and a half weeks, you make your way to Lima, Peru. The journey was rather uneventful. Um, we needed that. Strange things follow you wherever you go. So it's not that it was entirely without weirdness. But certainly nothing catastrophic happened. Um, nothing emerged from the shadows to menace you. No one turned out to be anything other than they purported to be. And hopefully... We just saw a guitar fish. And that was problematic, but not deadly. I don't even know what a guitar fish is. Google it. The Russians decided to eat it immediately. Oh, well. But also, it was some sort of eldritch sea creature. Okay. Hopefully that, that period of relative calm helped to soothe Rocco's anxieties. At least a little. I just want to make sure that the rats are doing okay on the boat. Well, you only took two of them, right? Rocco, did you I think did so. you bring did you end up gathering all the rats back up again or did you only take the two? Only the two came along. Lieutenant and Lydia's We don't have a name for, for my friend. Yet to yet. be named friend. Yes. Um friend. Now even though the, the rat sort of goes about as your companion. Um, it is still, you know, psychically linked to Rocco. Linked to Rocco. Yes, so. I totally understand that. I'm, I'm not talking to it. I'm just... Oh, I mean, you can talk enjoying to the it. Novel well, I'm talking to it, but I'm enjoying the novelty of, of having a small little furry companion. It doesn't matter that I can't actually, like, mentally speak to him or her. Okay. Probably her. It is Friday, March 23rd, 1934 when you arrive in Lima, Peru. Um, the arrangements were made that, in fact, that evening, you would meet Augustus Larkin at the Bar Cordero. So, actually, you arrive just in time. Uh, you have a little bit of time to peruse the city as you go. Late March... Um, is, is kind of the end of a bit of a rainy season in Peru, but it doesn't rain there a lot, certainly not in Lima anyway. Further in in the highlands, uh, you would encounter a lot more rain, but um, it's you're south of the equator, so it's, it's summer. Um, the skies are, are blue, the 
the air is um, a bit humid. Uh, it's highs in the 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, what would that be, Celsius? Twenties? I don't know. What's like? I would say twenties. A, a light summer check, temperature. Twenty-eight. Yeah. So, not unpleasant. Although the humid, <clears throat> the humidity in the air uh, usually makes it feel a little hotter than that. That's eighty-two degrees. But it's uh, twenty-seven. Certainly nicer than uh, the colder temperatures that you had left in Shanghai. Uh, it's a fairly cosmopolitan city. It uh, came through some recent hard times, but it's starting to build itself back up now. Um, it's a it's a fairly bustling metropolis, a lot of modern amenities. Um, and uh, if you make your way to the bar Cordero, uh, you find it to be a, a, a tasteful place not uh, not over decorated but certainly not uh, not a slum it's a it's a well put together little bar uh, and within you come to a table where three men are seated um, they are not in deep discussion when they see you coming it's obvious they were waiting for you um, there may be a bit of an air of tension among them but one of the men uh, looks to be in his 30s, although his skin is very pale. He has dark bags under his eyes, uh, short haircut. His clothes are, are a bit ill-fitting. They, uh, they appear to be a bit too large for him, as though he may have lost a lot of weight suddenly. Uh, the man sitting beside him is uh, a very... Um, very thin man, prominent cheekbones, um, brown, medium-length hair, and uh, a piercing stare. The other man, of course, you recognize uh, as Jackson Elias. Uh, unmistakable. Big, strong, handsome gentleman. Uh, and as you all approach the table, he's the only one to stand. Uh, the other two remain seated, although... The first man, the pale one with the the bags around his eyes, says to you, Ah, I see that you are coming this way. You must be my intrepid explorers. Yes, I am uh, Augustus Larkin, your your benefactor in uh, in this endeavor. And he dabs at his forehead with a handkerchief and coughs a bit <laughs> off to the side. Please, uh, please come and uh, be seated. We have a lot to discuss. Jackson Elias uh, holds his hand out across the table and says, uh, Jesse Hughes, and he gives you a little wink. Nice to meet you all. I'm a folklorist from New York City. Rocco's kind of had his hands like firmly placed underneath his armpits, and he's kind of like not shaking any hands right now. Jesse Luz? Jesse Hughes. Hughes. Okay. Hello, Jesse. Hey, 
how are you? Not the, not the friendly type. Your uh, your friend here, I see. You'll right. you'll have no to worries. forgive us. We've been through, We've been through quite a, a bit to get here, and so you will forgive us if we are take a moment to uh, familiarize and and acclimate. You'll hear about it, I'm sure. It's been quite a time, so <clears throat> he's a little bit apprehensive after being shot. Well, <clears throat> I'm sorry to hear of your troubles, says Larkin. You seem troubled yourself, sir. Oh, that's nothing. Just the long-term effects of uh, some malaria that uh, I had yeah. a spell ago. Um, <clears throat> nothing to worry about. Malaria. Nothing to worry about. Uh, it doesn't affect my my fitness for the uh, excursion before us. Don't worry. Um, please have a seat. We'll get some food and drink ordered for you. I'm I'm uh I understand you've you've traveled a good way to get here. Um <clears throat> um I will uh give you your accommodations soon. I've uh, I've reserved some rooms for you uh in uh in the Hotel Mari here in town and uh we'll get you to your room soon enough, but let's you get uh, let's get you uh, uh fed and uh, and watered as it were, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> like a plant. Yeah, very kind. Tea and honey. Sir. Indeed, thank you. I appreciate that. The uh, the third man who is seated beside Larkin uh, is just glaring at you, and if any of you happens to make eye contact with him, he does not break eye contact. He oh, I wink at him. Simply scowl. <laughs> he wasn't introduced yet, right? He was not. Okay. In fact, where where are my manners? This is uh, my associate, Luis. De Mendoza. Uh, he is uh, <clears throat> a strong, silent type. He takes care of uh, matters for me uh, as needed. Mm. So I apologize for his demeanor, but that's just Luis. <clears throat> can we can can we get you some drinks? Uh, would you allow me to order some food for us all? By all means, yes. Absolutely. He flags down a waiter and um, in Spanish places a, uh, a long order that you catch a few words here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but you understand that he's having the table filled with food for you, basically. Uh, and the waiter does wait for your drink orders as well. Um, if there's anything that anyone would like. I'll take a michelada. Just some water. I don't know what that is. Just the water. Yeah, I think Lydia's going to stick to pretty um, basic food and drink with a healthy suspicion of everything. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he, uh, Mendoza, orders himself an escaveche. No, that's that's food. A pisco sour, um, which is a clear grape brandy. Um, Elias gets himself a beer and uh, De Mendoza, Luis De Mendoza does not have a drink so <clears throat> you have all come to uh, take part in my expedition yes, do you uh, need any uh, information that you haven't gotten already, shall I fill you in on what it is that we're doing uh, I'd love to hear your take on it. We've it, it was, of course, advertised to us before we made our journey, but would love to hear 
your most recent thoughts and what you would emphasize of the from the horse's mouth. Of course, of course. Uh, we are going to be heading into the jungles of Peru, into the highlands, looking for a lost pyramid uh, that has gone unexplored by the larger world uh, for quite some time. Um, this is going to have great uh, historical as well as uh, financial benefit for all of us, I'm quite sure. Uh, I don't know your motivations <laughs> for joining such an excursion, um, but whatever they may be, uh, I believe uh, you will be satisfied. Do we have uh, uh, explorers here or do we have treasure hunters? Why not both? Oh. I like that very much. <clears throat> you picked up the Spanish quickly there. Dolores. I know what, like, two things. <laughs> that one is from a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, <clears throat> not a native to the area, but I have spent uh, some time here. And when I was uh, near the, uh, the city of Puno, which is uh, not too far journey, journey from Lake Titicaca uh, in the highlands, um, I came across an alpaca farmer <clears throat> who, it turned out, his grandfather uh, had happened upon this pyramid in the jungle, and he brought some artifacts out with him, some, some very valuable artifacts, and I was able to uh, purchased those from the farmer <coughs> and it uh, whetted my appetite uh, for looking for the place. Um, I can assure you that uh, whether you are in this uh, for uh, uh, research purposes or uh, to uh, increase your bank accounts, um, uh, uh, both are going to be uh, very much uh, satisfied. Um, <clears throat> I can show you <clears throat> any motions to Luis de Mendoza who reaches down and you hear some clanking um, from below the table. He brings out a, uh, a pendant and lays it out and also a very intricate sort of golden cup that he lays out there for you. Uh, these are the artifacts uh, that the farmer's grandfather uh, brought out. And these are uh, an example of what it is uh, that we will be able to find uh, the uh, let me find the page a pendant and a cup you said a pendant and a cup yes indeed the pendant is in the form of a man holding two rods and it is embellished with rectangular shapes uh, the golden cup is carved with geometrical patterns and circles and inlaid with turquoise. So Have I'm you... quite Sorry. confident there is there is more to be found like this. <laughs> Have you Have had these tested for authenticity? Have I had them t tested? Oh, there, there is... Um, <clears throat> a university uh, uh, of archaeology here uh, in the city, yes. And these are, I assure you, thoroughly authentic. <clears throat> so 
What was the description for the chalice? Just geometric shapes? It is a golden cup carved with geometrical patterns and circles and inlaid with turquoise. And as this is going on, the uh, the food is brought and the table is, is laid out with uh, quite a spread. Um, the waiter begins quickly explaining all of the dishes in Spanish. And again, it's, it's a bit much for you to pick up. But um, as he's talking, Jackson Elias notices that some of you may be struggling with the Spanish. So he's he chips in and uh, sort of tells you what the waiter is saying. Um, so he says, over here, we've got uh, escabeche, which is uh, hot, sweet and sour fish. Uh, they brought some ceviche. You may well be uh, familiar with that. It's uh, sea bass uh, soaked in lime juice. And uh, this dish over here is called Casa Reina. Uh, it is mashed potatoes layered with avocado, hard-boiled eggs, and olives. And uh, <clears throat> that uh, little bit of roast meat right there, that's uh, that's kui, and that is roasted guinea pig. Yes, my friend, so feel free to, to dig in. This is uh, uh, for everyone. <laughs> I absolutely take a little bit of everything. Dolores is an adventurous eater. It's all quite delicious. I was so, just uh, going to mention the Peruvian restaurant by my house. You can actually specially order the guinea pig if you really want it. Can you? Yeah. Can you bring your own? Like if you get tired of your pet? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Lee. <laughs> Rocco well, can't like release it into the water. No, you're not allowed to do that. Invasive species, baby. Yeah. Rocco takes an entire guinea pig and places it in front of him and takes like a bunch of gold potatoes and just piles it up on his plate. And he just kind of like looks at it and then starts eating it slowly. <laughs> I picture him picking up the guinea pig like an ear of corn. Does that remind him of a rat, though? He's he's already been assured by uh, by Lieutenant that it's okay. Lou said it was fine. The rats and the <laughs> guinea pigs have been at war for a while. Of course they have. Lydia's just doing all veg right now. She's like, she she's more having read enough. She is more paranoid about like everything. Good Bernalis is. Yeah, you know, I don't need food poisoning. I make bad rolls. Okay. <laughs> so as you eat, Larkin continues. Uh, my plan is uh, to depart uh, in about three days' time. I have <coughs> I have reserved some uh, some trucks with drivers, and uh, I would like to uh, leave first thing <coughs> Monday morning. Um, it will take three or four days uh, to get there through the highlands. And um, once we are there, uh, we will need to locate the pyramid, of course, and then uh, set about uh, gaining entry and, and exploring. Uh, do you bring any special skills to this endeavor? Inventor by trade, singer by... Wait, no, singer by trade, inventor by hobby. Excellent. I'm not sure how the singing will come into play, but perhaps you could entertain us uh, around the campfire in the evenings. I don't think so. 
All right. I hope I did not offend you. Uh, question, if I may. Do you know if there's any other interested parties and what sort of competition, if so, they would offer? Well, the <coughs> the locals um, have beliefs that the area is cursed, shall we say. Um, they have a lot of superstitions here dating back a long, a long time. Um, I don't anticipate uh, anyone else to be looking for it currently. Um, as far as I'm aware, uh, it has been largely lost to history. It was uh, the locals who <clears throat> brought my attention to these items. And uh, through the years, I, I think they by and large, avoid the place. So I'm not aware of anyone else uh, having this information. Okay. Just wondering how <coughs> well known of a secret this is. I, I, don't, I don't want to take too long in getting there, just in case, but I've waited this long. Uh, I, think, I, I think we're safe. I don't anticipate any competition, at least at this time. Well, to our fortune. <coughs> well, I <clears throat> can assure you that our expedition will be well supplied. Uh, if there's anything else that you wish to acquire for yourselves in, in the time before we depart, uh, feel free, uh, and if you keep your receipts, I will see that you are reimbursed uh, for whatever it is that you need. Um, as far as compensation goes, um, I anticipate that you will uh, simply be allowed to keep whatever it is that you find. Uh, I intend to hold to that. Uh, I rather than uh, offer you any sort of meager pay, uh, I think this is going to work out uh, in your favor. Sounds good. I grow weary. Uh, is there anything else I can answer for you in the meantime before Luis and I head back to our rooms? I have one question, and that is that if if the the native peoples in general consider uh, this to be a, a place that we need to stay away from, um, are there any other folks who might like outside of other people searching for the pyramid? Um, what what risks are there by going here? Are there people who are going to you know, come after us for looking for it, or is it more just everybody stays away? I think it's more aware? a situation uh, where um, they just believe that uh, it is a place to be kept away from. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. I I do not anticipate any sort of uh, repercussions from any of the locals uh, for us looking okay. for it. 
Very good. Excellent. Well, thank you all for coming. Uh, you will find uh, your rooms <coughs> at the Hotel Maori uh, when you go to check in. Um, simply give give my name, uh, and they will direct you to your rooms. Luis and I are staying at the uh, Hotel España. Uh, I'm afraid I could not coordinate uh, enough rooms at either place for all of us. So uh, we will head back to our rooms now. <clears throat> First thing Monday morning, um, we will meet back here. I will have the trucks ready uh, outside, and we will depart. Amenable? Perfectly. Sounds good. Excellent. Excellent. Pleasure meeting you all, and uh, I can't wait to get started. And he stands with a little bit of difficulty. Uh, Luis de Mendoza stands and sort of uh, steadies him. Um, they gather up the items that they showed you and they head off and uh, Jackson Elias watches him go and then turns to you all and says uh, so what do you think of our uh, benefactor you gonna make it to through the trip it sounds terrible yeah he doesn't sound too good does he I guess uh I owe you an explanation. Uh, I am Jackson Elias, and uh, I know that uh, Turnbull um, told you that uh, I'd be your contact here, right? Um, I gave them a fake name, obviously, because I don't need them to uh, know that I am am who I am. Uh, suspicions might be aroused knowing that I investigate odd sorts of things and write about them, so... I thought it best to kind of give them a pseudonym and just play it off. But it is a pleasure to meet you all. Oh, thank goodness. I <laughs> wondered. But uh, also, so what's 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 your assessment of the situation? I'm familiar with your writings. Um, it's oh, it's lovely right. to meet you, by the way. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Thank I'm you. I'm a librarian by trade, so you know, Are you? we've seen oh, your name go profession. around. Yeah. A noble oh, well, profession. Thank you. Thank kind Absolutely. of you sometimes it's noble sometimes it's other things but what's your take on this situation since you've kind of been in this kind of runabout before well i i guess i come at it with a little inside information um so i've been in peru for for about four months uh i came in to uh do some work for a book i'm writing and um i've been up in the highlands uh spending some time with the local people mm. and um while i was there uh i discovered rumors of uh, a local belief that the jungle holds uh, creatures the people refer to as karasiri mm -hmm. which are in english known i guess as white vampires um, looking into the the legend, uh, I think it goes back to the conquistadors. Actually, um, oh boy. they believe that these vampires, uh, who are white skinned men, um, suck the fat out of their victims. Oh boy! And uh, sometimes will regurgitate a maggot into the mouth 
of a person to turn them into another Kirasiri. Uh, How charming. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th I think it may be connected to possible uh, uh, death cult activity mm. in the areas. Um, as you know, uh, if you're familiar with my writing, uh, I, I've typically come at these things uh, with the intention of explaining them, right? Of uh, mm -hmm. uh, putting a, a human face on uh, supernatural uh, things. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, over the years, I've always been able to do that. But lately, uh, I've started mm. to see things that I'm having trouble explaining. It's you know? it's looking a little more difficult. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the, mm. the just the people you run into and the things you see. Uh, the professor, uh, Professor Finch. God help him. I, I hope he's all right. Um, we've been friends for a long time, and he he's tried to convince me for years. Uh, that the things uh, he pursues are real. Uh, you know, we've had it's, a lot of yeah. back and forth about it, but I th it's, I tell you, it started for me uh, two books ago. I spent some time uh, in the Pacific Northwest looking into uh, Bigfoot mythology, right? Mm, mm -hmm. And I spent about a week in a cabin in the woods with this guy who was just nutty um lumberjack type um no. real odd bird real odd bird but he <laughs> swore he swore that severed human toes were crawling around like following him everywhere he went it, it, he believed it like this wasn't just a delusion for him this was his reality right and mm -hmm. the, the the more time i spent with him uh he, he started telling me about how he believed that he was part Bigfoot, right? And mm. just the the depth with which this guy believed this stuff started to play with my head. And I mean, I, I, I started to imagine that I saw the things that he was describing, right? And... And since then, there's a number of other matters that I've looked into that are, that are just starting to make me question. So, so I hear this story about the Kirasiri from the people, and they start telling me about uh, a local man, white man, who mm -hmm. they claim was over 300 years old, which at this point would put him on a timeline that that lines up with the conquistador era right um and they tell me this guy's name is luis de mendoza okay so didn't, didn't we meet him i forget yes yeah. no he was yeah. well we did we did yeah the the creepy fellow who just stared right yeah, yeah. Marcus assistant right so i didn't know him but I came into Lima and <clears throat> I heard his name. And then I almost ran into him. So I started following him around. 
mm-hmm. and asking about him, right? So right. the people say that he's a Karasiri. And then it turns out he's involved with this Augustus Larkin, who I find out is organizing an expedition. Interesting, turns interesting. Out, turns out this isn't the first expedition he's tried to organize to get to this pyramid. He's tried to get locals to go there with him. But they, but they won't. So Louis has tried several times? Or uh, no, Augustus Larkin. Larkin. has tried okay. to organize several local expeditions, but has been unable to do so. Um, his association with De Mendoza <coughs> began to uh, 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 spread, and um, people are afraid of him. Um, I'm trying to tie this idea of this ancient vampire group into the idea that there are possibly uh, local death cults here. And uh, so when I, I saw that De Mendoza was, or that, uh, that Larkin was organizing this uh, expedition, I, uh, I got word to Turnbull um, because this the cult activity in the local area is tied uh, to a group called the Cult of the Bloody Tongue, which I know if the professor and Turnbull are to be believed is an aspect of this thing called Neralathotep that they've talked about. Is Lydia like clock like is she recognizing any of these cults as and things yet? Or the cult of the bloody tongue, what? perhaps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, make me either a mythos roll or an occult. Yeah, make a mythos roll. Where is mythos? Uh, I gotta find it. Can I make a yes. occult roll on this? Or what? Yes. Okay. Which uh, make either one, whichever one would be better for you. Okay, I have like my lore ability that's specifically tied to. How does what does Ooh, this? It's a hard success for the knowledge of lore specialization. Note that the occupation. Oh, out. I see. Norm Bongo. Okay, yeah, I think what one way I set up my occult skill, my occult skill specifically is about Nylar low type stuff. So. You did, yes. That's, that's what that is. So yes, so. Uh, among the many names by which Neolithotep is known and the cults dedicated to his service around the world, you're certainly familiar with the name yeah. the Bloody Tongue. Yeah. So, what fun, what fun. Uh, according to the locals, um, the Karasiri guard this pyramid. And the god that they worship lives inside. Um, ah. It's all tied together. I, I've got a friend at the university, um, Professor Sanchez, uh, who I intend to go and meet with uh, tomorrow to get some more information on this stuff, uh, if he has it to give. Um, you're all welcome to come along with me if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'd love to accompany you if that's okay. 
absolutely absolutely sanchez in fact has offered to go on the expedition uh with larkin and he has been turned down uh, larkin actually uh, won't answer his calls you know and uh hmm, interesting yeah so i thought it was it was interesting when larkin mentioned that he had had his uh artifacts verified by the university because i know for a fact uh, that he hasn't spoken with Sanchez at all. And did any of you notice anything about those artifacts? Anything odd? Did I? Um, did we? I guess. Can I make a spot hidden rule? Well, make an archaeology rule. Can I see if I recognize any symbolism in it? Oh, sure. So would that be in a cultural? Because I'm looking specifically for yes. that stuff? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't want to interrupt the moment, but now that that's right. No, you didn't. You didn't notice anything um, like any oh, yeah. occult symbology on any of it. No, because mm -hmm. you <laughs> said it was uh, the pendant had a man with two rods that are crossed. Yes, and it was a rectangle, right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, certainly it had some religious significance at some point to somebody, probably, but um, nothing specifically occult, cult related. Is it nothing is, any alarm bells? Well, okay, this is is it anywhere anywhere familiar to like how Egyptians have a pharaoh or gods with frauds? Is it it's, like or is it too diff too culturally different? It's it's probably vaguely similar in sort of the way that oh, these like hieroglyphics seem to have some similarity, um, you know, across yeah. cultures, like mm -hmm. things that don't seem like they should be related somehow yeah. have a similarity so but to a degree nothing but it's not it's not egyptian me, though but nothing that would make me think that's supposed to be the black man or nylar no no okay no definitely not and if like um Haley, you were asking if you wanted to make an archaeology role you could see i have a one to that. yeah same so you're saying there's a chance there's always a chance. That's an aid. It came close. Do you oh, want to you push those? You can you spend can luck or you can push your rolls. Uh, how do I push the roll? You just roll it again. But typically, something bad happens if you fail again. But what's, what, I don't, what could no, I'm just going to let. What could happen? I'm, I'm going to let. Uh, how dare you, sir? Um, I'm just going to let. Oh my God, Norma Vision. Um, <laughs> Oh my god. What a ham. Uh no, I'm I'm not gonna push my luck on that. It's not okay. that important that I also know. Okay, so you didn't notice anything I mean they, they look like ancient artifacts, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um but Jackson says um so the, the, the pendant was I mean they're both from the area, right? But sure. the pendant was clearly uh, a lot older than the cop. The pendant I would say was like from the 500s uh the cup was a much later era um pretty clearly incan i think um probably around the 1500s i mean like the, i don't think the two things would have yeah. ended up in the same pyramid is right. all i'm saying yeah no that makes sense so uh I intend to talk to my friend, uh, Professor Sanchez, about it uh, tomorrow and to, to see what else he can tell us about um, 
what we might be walking into. Yeah. So I guess you guys have had quite the journey from Shanghai. Uh, you're probably ready to get to your rooms. Uh, did you have any other questions before we uh, head off to bed here? Well, um, I guess the only other question is, is if we need to speak to you plainly instead of sort of under our various guises of other things, what, how might we best discern that? Huh? <laughs> you gave you gave her benefactor a false name. Yeah, if yeah. We're gonna yeah. try you, to maintain. Yeah, sure. yeah. How do we just call me Jesse your... in front of him? All right. That's fine. Um, I'm good. <clears throat> I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's doing any good. My my face is on my books. I mean, it, there's a chance they already know who I am, but Meh. Well, keep us in the loop. We're pretty good at um discerning what's actually going on versus the uh we, we, we've been through a lot to get here as far as as far as we've come so if there's anything weird uh we've probably seen something like it oh so you're you're, you're more on that we've, side of things you're uh, uh we've seen we've seen enough yeah 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 toes any toes yes not 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 toes but um you said yes I'm just gonna Wait, like this is fascinating. Stare him in the eyes, and I'm just gonna say Rex standing. Ugh. Wait a minute, you know my lumberjack? <sighs> I wish I didn't. <laughs> what a small world! How is that even possible? I I don't want to ask that question because I don't like the answer every time it comes up. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, maybe we can... I think we've got some stuff to discuss. So wait, so you've... You've seen this crazy shit. I was... Yes, yes. So the I man's a lunatic. But yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a fun guy. Um, yeah, so I wasn't losing it. No, yes, no, that was... We'll talk. We'll talk some more. Sure. <laughs> I, I have a lot of stories to tell you, but I don't think you'd believe mo most of them. And uh, I, I'm a storyteller, and uh, and I listen to stories, and uh, that's my line of work, sir. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> and you, my friend, you points to Rocco. Um, hopefully, we'll. Uh, We'll, 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 we'll wear you down, and uh, you'll open up a little bit. I, I, I think, I think we're we're going to be friends. Let's let's call it not wearing down. Let's say gaining trust. Yeah, Do I'm that. not, I'm not, I'm not being worn down by anybody anymore. I've been shot twice. It's not been pleasant. Oh, well, I'm sorry, buddy. You're it's a tough okay, son pal. of a bitch, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. I suppose I am. I don't. I don't know how much you know about what happened with the professor, but we had to deal with a bit of fallout from that. From the uh, included getting shot. The people that took him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we put one of them down, but Did he you? he hurt us pretty hard in the meantime. 
I'm glad to hear that, man. I hope to get my hands on those sons of bitches at some point. But Turnbull's taking care of that. So, well, you know, if if this is tied in with the cult of the bloody tongue, you might get your wish sooner than you anticipate. All right. Well, let's get through this, and then we'll see where it takes us. Uh, so, uh, you guys want to walk with me? I'm staying at the uh, Hotel Mari as well. Sure. And yeah. uh, we'll get our rooms. We'll check in. We'll have a good night. And uh, we'll meet in the morning for coffee and head off to see Professor Sanchez at the university. Okay. So, sounds great. Point of reference we're leaving on Monday with Larkin, right? Yes. Yes. And today is Friday evening. Friday. So, we have the weekend. Correct. So tomorrow we're going to go with Jesse to see mm -hmm. this buddy. Okay. Yep. All right. That's what we're going to call it tonight. Thank you, my friends. We got through a lot tonight. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of different things. I'm tired. Yeah. I bet your yeah. voice is. Oh, yeah. That was rough. No kidding. I was calling it for real. <laughs> so um, we will be back Monday. Hopefully, mm -hmm. unless a life intrudes again. But for I don't have another paper due. So mm. great session one hundred and nine of Baldur's Gate, uh, the second back half the of our of Vernon's the campaign. Gate. And we'll be back um, with our next Cthulhu adventure in two weeks, which Absolutely. is I don't know what that is. March eighth. Uh, Okay, Damn. good. Already. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone for watching. Um, that's it. Good night, Internet. Yeah. Good night, good night Internet. Bye, Internet. Internet.